0: your favorite youtube channel cartoonist kayfabe Ahmed Piskor.
1: I'm Sean Japan book hunter and I am Brian Moss
0: we're gonna do a little celebration on uh, the cartoon works of uh, as we call them in the States Hideshi Hino but it's Hino Hideshi in Japan uh, some of his works have come to uh, the States these these smaller works uh, Red Snake what's it is this panorama yep that's panorama of hell and what are these two that's Onimbo bug boy
1: uh, Bug Boy, the yes. Bug Boy series.
0: so no. before, before your Junji Itos, you had Hadeshi Hino. And these books, they, they uh, sort of came and went in the States. Uh, I think that they're slowly starting to come back into uh, print. But you would see his, his work on shirts, and it would be bootlegged to death and kind of like mm-hmm. goth, goth kind of stores. But, Sean, you got hold of this, this book that has his Genga and stuff. So I thought that that would be a cool thing to check out and also he he directed uh he directed a very famous one of the uh guinea pig series of movies uh because it was the it was the exact one that was playing at the charlie sheen house the, the charlie sheen party where everybody was blitzed out of their mind watching some, watching some chick get flayed on camera and were like I think I have a snuff film. We better call the FBI, which made the guinea pig flicks popular. You say you knew a little something about those?
1: Well, see, there was a famous uh, child serial killer in Japan around Mm -hmm. the time that Guinea Pig came out, and he happened to be an otaku manga collector And he had those movies, so when they raided his house to take everything out, they were on full display on all the news channels, so automatically those got banned from all rental stores. They took all the guinea pigs off the shelves, I think most of them got destroyed, so even in Japan, finding those old VHS's, very difficult to find.
0: The videos are brought to you by the books that we make, and 2023 was and is a big year. 2024 is going to be just the same. The Hip Hop Family Tree Omnibus is out there. About 75% of this print run has uh, been accounted for, so you guys have about 25% left of our our stock to go. Scoop up that book if you see it. It's going to make an excellent gift. The X-Men Grand Design Trilogy comes out uh, November 14th. It collects all of my X-Men Grand Design works inside of one nice, handy uh, soft cover. Scoop that up. There are three volumes of Red Room that are uh, completed. Two of them are out on the stands right now, the Antisocial Network and Trigger Warnings. But coming to you in early 2024 is Red Room Crypto Killers with dozens of pages of extra features and commentary in the back. Street Angel, Princess of Poverty is coming to you at the end of November. Uh, It is a companion piece to Street Angel, Deadliest Girl Alive. Uh, You get both of these books. You have all of Jimmy's uh, Street Angel comics to date. He's been self-publishing, and here you have True Crime Funnies, the black and white zine, 1986 zine. Go to Jimmy's website. Uh, He might be sold out right at the moment, but uh, you never know. He, He might have fresh stock, depending on when you're watching this video. And uh Hulk Grand Design is Jimmy's contribution to the Grand Design mythology that we have created for Marvel Comics. Now that we're done paying the bills, let's get back to the video. Clearly like this is like one of the famous kind of characters mm-hmm. with the with the big eye. You know, this is a trope of Hideshe Hino's artwork
1: body horror through through and through
0: right totally uh, what are these ones man see uh, these certainly have not come to the states
1: so, late 70s early 80s he did a series called the fourth dimension series which were science fiction with some body horror i mean he, he has that body right. horror in there right yeah. but like for example this one is like the town of the fourth dimension some kids wake up in the morning all the parents all their siblings everyone's gone they find each other a little bit of a goonies type adventure ensues with some uh of course sci-fi but with some body horror added in there as well
0: now i'm quite sure that the the horror stuff it's considered shojo horror, no? Yep. Like Still it, it was some okay. girl magazines. How where would these kind of things appear?
1: I think that these just came out because during that time in the late seventies science fiction was so popular in japan of course so you got 77 78 79 was a big science fiction boom so when i collect science fiction books or magazines was mm-hmm. always those years okay. yeah
0: and of course that's like post star wars like that, that star wars uh and inf- alien affecting inf- inf- uh the pop culture across the world mm-hmm. yeah just the same way the exorcist
1: did in 74 for horror manga those did for sci-fi nice. right
0: yeah super sharp so so these would have been in in some sort of sci-fi mag or a shonen mag or his
1: career was so up and down that it's really to be honest I I honestly don't know I think that he was at this point just doing whatever he could for money because we're at the tail end of the horror boom of the early 70s we get a lull through the sci-fi and then the the 80s like poppy Japan era And then in the 90s when things fall off after the bubble then we get horror making a resurgence and that's when you get the ring and grudge and all of those famous 90s horror movies. Got it. Now, so manga follows. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Now, Sean, these are these are on your retail shelf.
1: These are on my retail shelf. Most of them, the sci-fi stuff I need to restock, but they're up on the website. I'll get more in, but I do collect a lot of them.
0: How about this? Uh, you know, interstage Left. Uh, it's like a what is like a caveman.
1: Yeah. So Edino this is comic? a big caveman series. I do not know where you originally published it. Right. It's probably set in like early, early Japan, Jomon era. You know sticks and spears stone age stone age japan Mm -hmm. uh maybe some clay pottery around then and that's about it and it's basically about this tribe it's kind of towards like the end of there's some cataclysm coming almost like the end of the mayans or something like that right Mm -hmm. and uh you have monkey attacks you have other tribes you have this giant dude there's all kinds of weird characters that pop up but
0: <laughs> yeah. very clear hidesha hino style character right there exactly he has an interesting ink style in in this story in particular like a very heavy brush that i don't really uh see in some of that other material you know what's so funny man you were, we were looking at the parody manga or or no you were you, his first appearance his first printed work mm. and it had a son like this and you were like who drew this and i had no idea maybe if i would have saw this a little earlier i would have had small. I think or. if
1: we did this video first, you would have caught it. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah, this is a revelation to me, man, because I, I thought that he was always steeped in horror, but of course, you know, the ebbs and flows.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's kind of one of those things where it's like just i um, revealing and pulling back those layers. They always, all these artists always have something off the beaten path that they experimented with or did that we just
0: don't know about. And that's a part of why you come out here and go digging yeah. and, you know... Brian and I, you know, we're gonna we're gonna separate from 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 the pack. We're gonna separate from the gaijin pack and then go off to some comic stores, spend a day. Right. Uh, pull pull in every book off the mm-hmm. shelf and seeing what the heck is out there. I'm curious about this back
2: matter where the printing changes. It's like, like a, if those were um, from a they pulled those from a different manga, like, like another published one or
1: something. Exactly,
0: or? like printed from printed uh, paper. from the uh, printed magazine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was making note of that. And who knows?
1: Maybe the it got discontinued in the middle. Maybe. And this is know. the complete version. Yeah. That
0: that happens. I I think I think that's how the the final piece of uh, of Domu came out was mm. was uh it was published like with the Tankobon or something because the, the mm. magazine went away, um and he kind of disappeared for a half a year or something to, to to finish it up.
2: Yeah. Well, you have that reveal obviously with a uh, one piece from last week in the Shonen Jump, you know. Right. Yeah. So. Well and. Satoshi Kon, he died before he finished Opus. Right.
1: So the first Tankobon didn't have an ending. And then when they found his old Genga sitting around that weren't finished, they were mm-hmm. unfinished, then they added them to the second printing. That's so a- it's oh. one of the rare cases where the second edition is actually better than the first edition. <laughs> yeah. right?
0: That's amazing. So now, this is the this is the crown jewel right here, man. A Hideshe Hino monograph that's kind of a little bit of a career... Uh, retrospective is that garo
1: that's a garo magazine how about garo that? that he was a that he was uh, featured in
0: this is that one that i saw the original art from man the, du- the dude from um Mandarake has this painting and like all the pages for that story it's amazing
1: because zoroku that story is really what made him famous mm. that launched him into his like body horror career
0: mm. so that i'm assuming this is like a timeline
1: I think that this was produced for an exhibition that he did in the early, I want to say, the early 2000s. So it was probably sold as an exhibition catalog. They're, sure. they're pretty hard to find, but I do stumble across them now and then. Um, and it's just a retrospective of all of his works and some of his key genga that were released and manga.
0: The first time out here, uh, you know that one store in Nakano Broadway that has uh, shirts and stuff? Takoshe. That place had a gang of uh Hideshi Hino original paintings for uh, manga magazine covers and the printed c- cover. Mm. You know, like they did because he had some sort of capsule release of some shirts or something at that period. There goes the bros. Yes,
1: yes, yes. These... That's, that's screw style, which I believe is going to come out next year.
0: Yeah, super famous In image. English, I
1: mean.
0: Yeah, super famous, man it's about time that we that we get that thing uh is this his library or these are peers of his i
1: think that these are some of his influences so like uh comic uh boku uh, comic baku sorry was a short-lived manga magazine full of gekiga and those avant-garde mangaka artists right and then of course they show some of his toys yeah that was pretty cool you know like everyone's here for the
0: genga totally and they, it's a real cool approach because they keep the editorial notes on certain things. Like, we'll see some of the images two times in a row, and the first time you get it with the overlay mm-hmm. with the editorial notes, just like this right here. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Sean, this one's from your personal collection? Um, This one is for sale. Oh, so excellent, I man. do have
1: this one, and it will be up on the
0: website. The King K-Fever's mm-hmm. getting it first, man. JapanBookHunter.com Sean, do you
2: notice when you get, like, an American buyer and they buy, like, Thirty of the different books or whatever. Like, is there an influx of buyers, like specifically for these books?
1: Yeah, because there's a large number of my customers that are just into the body hit comics, Lemon Comics, like Shoujo Mm -hmm. Horror, or they're just into maybe 70s, 80s, like, like sexy gekkiga. You know, so when I get like a big run of like horror, like I got recently, Mm -hmm. they hit the site and they start scooping up all the good stuff. Yeah, yeah, we're just Uh, so deprived. I mean, in even Hinohidechi, as I mean, he's considered. It's him, Inuki Kaneko, and Umez. Yes, they are the kings and queen of Japanese horror. Right, and he's only got a handful of stuff translated into right. English uh-huh. out of his catalog.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it was done under real weird circumstances. Like, it wasn't even a proper publisher. I, fr- I forget the name of the publishers. Like, some weird off-brand stuff. Uh, this guy, Charles Schneider, was a part of that. Mm-hmm. And I think he was, like, one of the early early gallery representatives for uh, Klaus. Mm-hmm. You know, some Bay Area yeah. dude. Dude, uh, just very uh, convoluted little, yep. little mm-hmm. subsection of, you know, early 90s comics. Mm-hmm. This stuff is...
2: It's interesting to see these um, photographed pieces because... Uh, it's almost one-to-one like you don't really see you know it looks like the final printing of the of the bongas
0: right yeah yeah the resolution is a little weird yeah on these things you know it's not it's not that it's not the most focused mm-hmm. tight thing but i mean what what else are you going to get right. that that has this stuff that's that's an interesting approach man see this is you you got to tread lightly when you're making comics, and you have something like that. Because if you're trying to design a page, very often people will like do this kind of thing, and it would just look like a, a tangent. Yeah, like, exactly. It's a it would, in it, the worst way. Like this is good design, but it very easily could be bad design. It's like they were
2: inspired, uh, inspired Zelda. Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just incredible. Yeah. You know what it is too—the uh, the the color of because you know the paper is way more whiter than this. Yeah, probably. it mm-hmm. like has a weird green filter it. The yeah, l- uh, there's green. like a little green in the in the print mixture. Green. Well, Boil- yeah, yeah, and that's that's your section with the original art, which is pretty red. Mhm. It's incredible the fi- facility that uh, so many of these mangaka have with color because they use it sort of so infrequently when it comes to their entire kind of page count. Right. You know, it, it might be you know 20 pages to a tankobon tops if, if they got you know like that premier treatment mm-hmm. a magazine cover every now and then yeah so it makes you wonder like how they develop those uh you know ten thousand hours practice on the color part of it with the right. watercolor or the markers or what have you mm-hmm. just a great eye for design and just the conceptual nature or something like that is fascinating
2: yeah
0: some of the paste ups and editorial notes editorial notes, I'm guessing, mm-hmm. because what, like, you notice that the, the wording changes.
1: Keep this, move that, right. kill that. A Little bit of page re-renumbering, so there's definitely some stuff cut previously.
0: Yeah, it's all storytelling flow, you know, it's, it's leading the eye, it's, it's a better turn of phrase. The other
1: thing is, so, a lot of the horror manga, uh, the horror manga card that we're producing for Hibari Hit Comics, they were producing just for Tonkobone. They weren't oh. being serialized in magazines. So Panorama so, from Hill was just its own book? So I'm not sure about Panorama specifically because it's such a popular title. Right. But as with the ebb and flow of, of horror popularity, sometimes they were producing just solely for Tonkobone releases. That's so cool. they didn't have those 22-page, 26-page restrictions. Right. So from, from the editing standpoint, editorial standpoint, they can go through and cut whatever they wanted because there was a, no timeline mm-hmm. yeah say.
0: yeah that's incredible so published across the world he's, he's flexing
1: uh in in mexico in spanish they love Hino. <laughs> they love him they love him he got a lot of translations down there that's cool italy as well
0: and then what do we got here like some sort of rare comic oh i see That's the man? (laughs) That's the man! So he's... everyone says
1: that, especially when he was younger, because he's an older gentleman now, but you know that he was such a scary man. He was very set in his budo, like, kind of samurai ways. Mm -hmm. He practiced the samurai sword, so there's probably a picture in here of him cutting bamboo with a samurai sword. Notorious smoker and drinker, chain smokes, always has a drink in his hand. And uh, was a hard man, but he also fleed Mongolia during the end of the war as a three-year-old child. Uh, he was in Manchuria. Wow. So, his, his, of course, they had factories out there, school teachers, you know, they had actual... So when, at the end of the war, his family became refugees and returned to Japan. Mm-hmm. And I believe in the Kyushu area. But so he grew up in post-war Japan hard life. Yeah, uh, right. You know, with n- no shoes hard.
0: Yeah, you know. well, he definitely had some demons to exercise. And he definitely gets to hang out with a lot of ladies. Oh, it's social horror, man. Yeah, man. They love him. He's <laughs> a rock star. <laughs> what a great little monograph, man. K Favors, if you don't scoop this up, I will
1: oh uh, it's a great especially for someone like me because i have one in my personal collection for someone like me who likes to know everything about the manga call that i collect mm-hmm. then it's just a great resource right and if you're a collector especially this
0: back portion you can find all the holes in your collection exactly yeah. exactly sean thank you so much man uh, one more time why don't why don't you drop the uh the website url let the people know where they can get these books and how to get them JapanBookhunter.com, go on there if you're looking
1: for Hino, just hit that in the search bar. Hino, Hideshi, Hideshi, whatever you want in there.
2: And uh Japan Book Hunter on all the social media.
0: Brian, where are people gonna be able to get your books?
2: Uh you can hit me up on Instagram, StrangeThingsMoss, or my
0: Etsy site, StrangeThingsMoss, where I sell tons of comics. So come check it out. K, okay, favors, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell so that we can let you know what new videos are uh, available. We are a daily YouTube channel with more than 1,500 videos in our filmography, and there's a good chance we talked about some of your favorite comics. I encourage you to hit the magnifying glass on the front page of the Kayfabe YouTube channel, search for your favorite titles, and uh, check out those episodes. If, by chance, we did not talk about your favorite comics on the channel yet, you have to let us know. Do, the, do so in the comments. Let us know what those comics are, and we will push those comics a little bit higher on our to-read pile. Jimmy and I are going to be at Big Apple Comic Con uh, come December 16th. It's been years since we've been to the Big Apple, and uh, we look forward to seeing you guys. So, so please come through and bring your comics that we have yet to sign. We have a Patreon, and on the Cartoonist Cafe Patreon... Uh, The King Kayfabers get all the videos before anybody else and uh, when the internet cooperates they are hanging out with us in a live stream recording session as we uh, make these episodes mitigates the kayfabe effect ultimately the videos are brought to you by the books that we make and before you is a pretty good sample of our bibliography but we'll get into the nitty-gritty jimmy let the people know what you got coming out soon
3: my next release is street angel princess of poverty from image comics this will be out in late november in time for the holiday gift For the uh, action comic superhero comic lover in your life and street angel princess of poverty collects all the street angel comics that are not in street angel deadliest girl alive also available from image and uh get both books it'll complete your collection i have been self-publishing lately true crime funnies number one is available on JimRug.com along with BW and 1986 zine. And if they are sold out there, you can still read them on patreon.com slash jimrug. And my contribution to the Grand Design history is the Hulk, which is available in limited quantities because it is sold out at the uh, distribution level. So if you haven't added Hulk Grand Design to your collection yet, you need to pick that up next time you hit the comic shop.
0: Hip Hop Family Tree Omnibus is my big one for 2023. And uh, it is going fast, man. There's more than uh, probably 75% of this print run is gone. And stores have been re upping. It was the number one reordered book on, on Comicron. Uh, so, thank you guys so much. Thanks to stores for, uh, for supporting the book. But if you even have any thought that, you're, that you want this or you want to get it as a gift, make sure you scoop it up uh, right away. Uh, it's the best book I've made to date. 500 plus pages, 10 year anniversary, hip hop family tree, 50th anniversary of the culture. Scoop it up. Uh, not the last holiday release I'm going to have. Uh, Coming November 14th is the X-Men Grand Design trade paperback. Collecting all of my X-Men Grand Design works. Uh, A couple volumes of that That is out of print uh, as we speak. So make sure uh, if you are missing out on your uh, X-Men Grand Design. Scoop that up. You'll get it all in one. And there is a trilogy of horror comics that I have made under the Red Room Umbrella, Antisocial Network, Trigger Warnings, and coming in January is this trade paperback right here called Crypto Killers, which uh, collects my 2023 season of Red Room Comics with a bunch of extras. The books are the most important part of keeping cartoonist Kayfabe solvent and uh, functional. But there are some other ways to support the channel. Jimmy, let the
3: people know. You can subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe newsletter at the links below this video. You can also pick up Cartoonist kfabe t-shirts, merchandise, mugs, stickers, and more at our spread shop. That link is also under this video. All
0: good ways to support the channel. Given those final merchandise, Jimmy, we will be on our way. Read more comics.